Good evening, everyone. I tell you, I could have stayed in that presence for a long time. I don't know about you guys. But how many of you guys know that it is good to be equipped? Yes. All right, if you did not get a red bracelet when you came in, could you raise your hand, including kids? All right, so if we could, Miss Ashley, get some red bracelets up here. We're going to be going over this tool in just a minute, so I want to make sure everyone has one. And then also, if you did not get a handout and you would like one to take notes, raise your hand. I was once told note takers are history makers. So, all right, anyone want to take notes? All right, awesome. Well, very good. Well, today I want to talk to you guys about sharing the good news. Can you say good news? How do you say that in Spanish for my Spanish people? Buenas noticias. Oh, I like it. Well, first I want to talk to you guys about a biblical example of a spontaneous sharing of the good news. And it's out of the book of Acts. And we're going to start in chapter 8. And this is Philip. So just to give you an idea of the setting of when this was. So Philip is in a time when Stephen just was the first martyr for Christ, right? So someone just died for sharing the good news. And then the people, the Christians, were spread everywhere. And it said everywhere the believers went, they were sharing the good news. And so Philip is one of those that everywhere he went, he was sharing the good news. And this is an example of a time that the Lord used him to share the gospel with someone. And so let's read this together. So as for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, Go south down the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out and he met the treasurer of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under the Candake, the queen of Ethiopia. The eunuch had gone to Jerusalem to worship and he was now returning. Seated in his carriage, he was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah. How many of you guys are in Isaiah right now with our Bible reading? Yeah, it's a great book. All right, the Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk along beside the carriage. So Philip ran over. How do you like that immediate obedience? He ran over and he heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. So Philip asked, do you understand what you are reading? And the man replied this, how can I unless someone instructs me? How can someone understand unless someone instructs them, right? And so he urged Philip to come up into the carriage and sit with him. And the passage of scripture he had been reading was this. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. He was humiliated and received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, was the prophet talking about himself or someone else? Who do you think he was talking about? Jesus. Yeah. So beginning with this same scripture, so Philip used what he was reading, right? Beginning with that scripture, Philip told the good news about Jesus. And as they rode along, they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? So he ordered the carriage to stop and they went down into the water and Philip baptized him. How incredible is this? Now, this is something that I want to say here first off. How could he understand unless someone told him? 
right? People can read things, but they might not understand unless you say it. It says, how can they understand unless they hear? Hear involves someone saying something, right? So we have a responsibility to understand how to communicate the good news so we can share it with those around us, right? Now, the next thing that gets me is like, Philip was ready. I mean, all of a sudden, the angel of the Lord's like, hey, Philip, go here, right? He sets him up, and the Holy Spirit was drawing this eunuch to Jesus, and then he used Philip, he sent Philip to him to share the good news. And so something that gets me is how many people is the Holy Spirit drawing to Jesus, and he's waiting on someone to be ready that's around them to tell them the good news. But how can we ask God to use us to share the good news if we're not ready? How can we say, God, give me divine appointments to be used by you if we're not even ready to share the good news? And so I'm reminded of this verse in Timothy, and it is when Timothy, Paul is telling him, so Timothy's a disciple of Paul, and Paul's writing him, and he says, preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. And so my first challenge to you guys today is be ready all the time. Preach the word whether the time is favorable or not. So I want to use tonight to equip you to be ready. So I'm going to give you some tools on how to share the gospel. But the first thing is, is you can't share the gospel if you don't know what the gospel is. And that might seem really simple because we're like, oh, yeah, I know the gospel. But if I were to come up to you and say, share the gospel with me, what is it to you? How many of you would be ready to share a very clear message with me what the gospel is? What I find is many people don't share the gospel because they don't know how. It's not that they don't want to, but they haven't been equipped or studied or feel prepared to share it. And so then they're not having these moments where they're sharing the gospel and they're praying for people, which is powerful. Last week we learned about praying, right? And I actually heard a testimony of one of the three people someone was praying for. Get this. They texted them this week and said, I feel so distant from God, I'm going to go to church this week. Isn't that cool? So that's powerful. But the next step is, are you ready to actually share the gospel with those people? Right? So what is the gospel? Let's talk about that. The good news. All right, this is the bracelet time. This is super simple. This is to help you always remember what the gospel is, okay? So let's go through this. What is the first word? On your bracelet. Love. So where does it start? God is love. Right? So he created us out of his love. He is love. He wants to be with us. Right? We know this, right? God is love. But there's a big problem. What's the next one? Sin. What does sin do? It separates us from God. What is sin? disobedience to God, right? And so sometimes what I find is we need to be very clear and simple when we're going through these words with someone who's never heard the gospel, right? So I'm not just necessarily going to say sin. Like the Bible says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. What does that mean to them? And it says, it even says none is good. No, not one. And Romans 3, right? Same thing, same place where it says that all have sinned. So when you're sharing the gospel with someone, you say, hey, God is love, And he loves you, right? But there's a big problem in the world, and it's sin. And guess what? Everyone has rebelled against God. Everyone has gone their own way. It actually says no one is good. So you can't be good enough, 
right? None is good but the Father. But there is really good news. That is the? The cross. Anytime you share the gospel, it has to involve the cross. The cross is what? The very power of God, right? So if you leave the cross out, you're leaving the very power of God out. And I'm going to tell you, we can't save anyone, but the word of God is powerful. The cross is powerful. So when we just communicate the word of God and about the cross, that is what the Holy Spirit uses to draw people into salvation, right? So the cross is that Jesus came, he's the son of God, he walked a sinless life, and he died a gruesome death. Why? Because the wages of sin is death. And so we can take the punishment for our rebellion, or we can take and receive the fact that he took our punishment upon himself on the cross. And then three days later, this is the really, really good news that you cannot leave out. Everyone say resurrection. Resurrection. Okay. The number one thing that I find sometimes when people share the gospel that they leave out is the resurrection of Christ. Like, this is the coolest news. Jesus is not still dead. And one of my favorite verses is when it says, because he lives, we live. Right? So when you're sharing the gospel and you're on the cross, remember the resurrection. Like, not only did he die for you and take your, the punishment for your wrongdoing and your sin upon himself, but he rose again, and because he lives, we can live. We can have new life because he had new life, and he gives that to us. But to receive it, you have to? Repent. You guys are doing so good here. Do you know it says everywhere Jesus went and preached that he said to repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. We cannot give a clear gospel message without repentance. There has to be repentance. What is repentance? We got to make that clear. They have to turn from their old ways and their own life and turn to Jesus. So they have to leave behind their, what they think is good. There's a way that seems right to man, and its way ends in death. That's scripture too, right? And so they have to be willing to turn from their way, repent, and receive. Receive him as Lord of their life. So this is the gospel. These words on this bracelet. So if you're out about and the Lord leads someone to you, the Holy Spirit that he's been working with, or you want to share the gospel with someone, you can go through this, right? Okay. I can do this. Love. God is love. All right. Sin. But there's a problem, right? We all have rebelled against God. There's no one good enough. But the wages of that is death. But the good news is, is that Christ came and he died on a cross and he rose again. You see what I'm saying? And you go through this. And then, but what do you do to pray with someone to receive? What if you get to the end and you're like, would you like to receive him as Lord of your life and really turn from your old ways and receive new life today. And they say, yes. Then you pray with them and use the bracelet, right? God, I thank you that you're love. God, I thank you that you're love. But I admit that I'm a sinner, right? And you go through the bracelet and that'll help you pray with someone to receive the Lord, to receive Jesus. And you know you're not missing anything. So this is just a really cool tool. Now I'm gonna give you another tool. How many of you guys like this tool? Yeah? I don't know where Pastor Hunter came up with it, but he got this tool, and it's been amazing. It's one of my favorites, honestly. All right, who wants to get another tool? Yeah? 
All right, so get out your phones, and I want you to download an app, if you want, called Jesus at the Door. Say, Jesus at the Door. Do we have the logo for that app? All right, so it's going to look like that. Now, I'm going to tell you about this app. If you're one of those people that needs a script because you're, you might be really nervous at first, guys, evangelism is like a muscle. When you go share the gospel, I don't know anyone, I mean, yeah, I haven't met anyone, that their first time sharing the gospel felt totally natural. They were totally comfortable. They weren't nervous at all about what to say. They were just so bold, and they went, and they did it, and it was amazing. I've never met anyone like that. But what I've noticed, and even in my own life, is as I step out in faith, that I believe the gospel is the power of God to salvation, that if I don't share it and someone doesn't hear it, then they don't understand, then when they face Jesus one day, because who knows how long life is, and they stand before him, they could end up in an eternal hell. Like if I really believe that and I want to share it, I need to step out and do it. And as I've done it, I've got more comfortable with it. But I've heard people be like, well, it's just not for me because, well, all of us need to grow the muscle, like going to the gym, right, and keep doing it, and maybe one time you were comfortable and you stopped, and now you're not comfortable anymore, you need to work that muscle, okay, this Jesus at the Door app tells you exactly what to say, so if you go to the equipping card on the app, awesome, it's going to tell you what to say, and it is pretty simple, so it starts off where, how do you approach someone, right, well, you can go up to them and be like, hey, can I ask you two questions, Wow. Can you believe every time I've done this, I've actually, even if they look at me like I'm weird, and I'm like, hey, my name's Felicia, I just want to ask you two questions. Is that okay? They'll be like, yeah. And they typically say yes. I've never actually had a no. Now, I have had a no to receiving salvation, okay? But I haven't had a no in asking them two questions. And then, so then I show them the picture that's on the front card. And, and so it says, have you seen this picture before, and do you pray? Now, this is really good for the Bible Belt because many people have heard of Jesus and will say that they pray. And so then you can say, this is Jesus knocking on the door of your heart. But get this, the handle is only on the inside. Only you can open the door. And then it says, many people pray, but it's like talking through the door to Jesus. You know he's there somewhere, but you don't know him personally. And that is so true for many people. And I have, like, said that before and had people go, wow, oh, you're right. Like, yeah. And so then you go on, right? And this is really the gospel because it talks about sin. Like, visualize you're wearing a backpack filled with all your sin. Would it be heavy? And every time someone's like, oh, yeah, whose wouldn't be, right? Like, we all have a lot of sin. Well, that represents your debt with God, you know, and it stops you from having a relationship with him. And then it goes through... Uh, sin and salvation, and then would you like to let Jesus in? And you can literally read this verbatim, and it's the gospel, and it even has the salvation prayer at the bottom. So if you're one of those that's like, I just really want to know exactly what to say to get going, this is a great tool for you. And so what you even could do is save it as like your home screen to constantly remind you, right? Every time you look at your phone, Jesus is knocking on the door to someone's heart, and they haven't let him in. Are you going to share him today? Right, so this is another really cool tool. This is also great with kids. I've seen kids use this tool and see people saved. It's great for adults. Just try it out. And now the third tool that I want to give you is 
the power of your testimony. And I feel like a lot of people don't realize the power of their personal testimony. It's so powerful. You know, in Revelation, it actually talks about we overcome the devil. We've defeated him by the power of the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So testimony is really powerful, okay? So what is your testimony? It is your story and his story, right? It is your old life, your encounter with Jesus, and your new life. Now, when you're doing this, you cannot leave out the cross, (laughs) okay? So you can share a lot, but never leave out the cross. And also, just so you know, sometimes people get into the old life, and they'll spend like forever on the old life. And then they'll be like, but then I met Jesus, and now I'm great. And it's like... You know, like, Jesus is the, the anchor of the hope for our soul, right? He is the very power that gave us the new life. Don't, like, focus on your old life and glorify it and not glorify Jesus who gave you a new life, okay? So make sure your old life, your encounter with Jesus, yes, and then your new life. And then once you say that, you can ask them if they want new life today, too. They could have this hope today, too. So sometimes to start this conversation, I will say, um, hey, have you ever, uh, do you know of Jesus and do you follow him? (laughs) Typically, I get an answer. A a lot of the answers is, (laughs) I, I know of Jesus, but no, I don't really follow him. And because a lot of people around here know of Jesus, right? So, if, if when I ask that question and I get that answer, then it opens it up to, do you want to know why I asked you that question and I, like, don't even know you? And they were like, yeah, like, that's really random. And then I'll say, well, in my life, used to, I was, like, really depressed. Like, I thought no one loved me. I remember being at a point when I thought if I died, no one would even know. But then I heard about Jesus right, and that the God of the universe, the creator of the universe, loved me so much that he gave his life for me to have a relationship with me, and I received him as the Lord of my life, and it changed my life, and now I have a whole new life full of hope and love, and I can talk to him. He's, you know, he's the best friend. He guides me. He's with me, and I have so much joy, and I want you to have that too. I'll say, would you like to have a new life today, right, and then I'll lead them. Like, you have to get rid of your old life, though, This isn't just a simple prayer thing. It's like literally you're deciding to change and repent from your old life and receive him as Lord of your life, right? And you can lead him that way. So this is a really cool thing, testimony. It's very powerful. Your old life, your encounter with Jesus, and your new life. Does that make sense? Okay. So how many of you guys feel like you have clarity of what the gospel is? Yeah? How many of you feel like you have good good tools to help you share the gospel? All right, good, because we're about to test those skills in a time of activation.